0: Welcome to Planet NOLA. I am your host, Mary Jacobs. This is the podcast where I talk to people that I think are cool or doing cool things here in New Orleans, just some folks that I'd like to shine a little bit more light on. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest. It's my pal, Lowell Landis. Lowell is um, an actor, which is how I primarily know Lowell. Um, He's a little hobbyist actor. Do you you identify as an actor? I do
1: doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs>
0: that was the most lol answer ever and tells you everything you need to know about him he's one of the most easygoing, fun down to clown guys i know he also lives in the coolest place of in all of new yes, orleans i do he lives in a very cool home that's on frenchman street so it's right there in the hip happening of new orleans um and lol's a retiree Yep. And he just knows how to chill, and whenever I see Lowell and I'm out, I'm like, tonight is going to be a good night. Lowell and I are going to talk all night, <laughs> and we're going to make jokes. He's going to tell me about his life because he's lived a lot of life. And I just, I wanted more people to know who you were because I think you're one of the most fun people in the city. Lowell.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> it is so much easier to smile than it is to frown. You know, <laughs> God darn it. It... Uh, and, and there's nothing so uh, uh, horrible that you can't tease around the edges, and it gets funny. It just gets funny.
0: That is so true. It does. Yeah, and Lowell has a very loving approach to life, and it you laugh a lot, you have a lot of fun, you drink a lot of beer, yeah. and you know how to have fun. Yeah,
1: smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Lowell, you are originally from Virginia. Yes. And you moved to New Orleans in the 90s?
1: uh 2000 or
0: you said the first time you came to new orleans was in the 90s 90s,
1: 92
0: what brought you here the first
1: time i was working in beautiful downtown fort wayne indiana in the winter time and it's horrible there (laughs) and i I had a four-day weekend hell with it i'm gonna take a train down to new orleans a day down and a day back and i'll spend two days there man i come and fell in love with this place and i was telling mary on the way in and I walked by uh, the building there on Royal and, and um, Charter, and it was the uh, Museum of Fi- uh, Wildlife and Fisheries. And I, I wanted to go in there so bad, but I was having so darn much fun. Ah, hell, I'll get it the next time I'm coming back. Next time, about two years later, I had another four-day weekend. I came down, and uh, the damn thing was had a fence around it. But anyway, uh, my son, <laughs> Uh, he graduated from college in August, and I, somebody always told me, man, it's hot as a five-ball tomcat in New Orleans in the summertime. Bryce, what you doing? How about going with me to New Orleans for a couple of weeks? All right, Pop. So we came here, and it was hot as a five-ball tomcat in August. <laughs> so we, and I, st- and, yeah, I can make this work. But I still had kids to put through school and stuff like that. And I, you know, I had to go make a living. So I worked for the phone company, and I could get a job any damn Was it Bell? No, I worked uh, for everyone.
0: Everyone, yeah. You worked for I'm
1: the a phone? Ho- I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get around.
0: Yeah, you always talk about working for the phone company, because that's really what you did for yeah, most of your for life, right? Yeah, for 32 years. 32 yeah. years.
1: Anyway, and so it took me till 2000, and I finally got a job here working for Verizon over on uh, and I came and. It started enjoying this town.
0: In 2000.
1: In 2000. It was the year they opened up the uh, World War II Museum. Oh,
0: I remember.
1: And that's another thing that's really interesting is when I first got here, one of the uh, folks that helped me move, their father, grandfather, somebody was in World War II. Can we go to the World War II? Of course, man, we go there. And uh, I saved that place for when my guests come into town because people come to see me now and again Not, you know they, cause I've been all over I've kind of like flash shit all over the damn place and uh, and I'm telling you they have made some major change good changes too I
0: love the World War II Museum me it's too. a beautiful beautiful me museum too. it's me really too. well curated and they and
1: are um, uh, improving that daily
0: mm-hmm. They really are. You're not wrong. That's where you bring your tourists when they come in town.
1: The, especially the ones that have uh, they're somebody that was in the war. Can we go there? Of course. Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good spot. And I've
1: been there like, oh, five or six times in the... 20 years
0: that's what's up yeah I haven't been in a minute I need to go they have shows there too you I know, know? It. I know I've been to some shows recently yeah. and and one of my I know a few people that sing because you know they have the victory bells right so yeah. I know a few people that sing with the victory bells I love the victory bells yeah I do too. they're so cute I, I love do. them so much so such good singers such good performers I love it so much <laughs> <laughs> so wait so can we tell everyone where you live and why it's the most incredible spot in the world
1: well, I gotta tell you.
0: I mean, I hate to tell everybody where you can find Lowell, but I don't think he'll mind.
1: No. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing uh, my wife passed, and I kinda was fluttering from here to there, and I walked by this place, and I'm thinking, damn, that's where I wanna live. Well, I put in a, uh, uh, you gotta fill out, uh, a stack of papers about so mm-hmm. thick, and okay, it's gonna be a year, okay, fine. So and they called me up and said, okay, uh, are you still interested? Yes. And so I went in and signed my life away and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And okay, they gave me a key, and I live on the eighth floor facing the river, and I'm four blocks from the river. Wow. When I moved in there, I thought I died and went to heaven, and I still feel the same way.
0: <laughs> yes. What's the best part? Just being in the thick of it?
1: Well, since the pandemic, that has, you know, what I really liked prior to the pandemic was at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I started hearing jazz. opened up the windows, and there was jazz out there. That lasted till from four to about seven, seven thirty. Then I got blues or rock Mm -hmm. till about ten or eleven. Then I got blues or 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 rock from eleven to two, and then I got kick-ass rap till four. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, you
0: love it all. And I like it all. Yeah.
1: I like it all. And uh, now uh, a good thing is on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It, it doesn't last till four anymore, but it from like uh, four, in the, uh, five and a half, four in the afternoon till two in the morning. Yeah. it. Uh,
0: I've it. noticed that. The nightlife has not come back completely. No,
1: no, it hasn't. Uh, the art market next door, that is open now Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, or maybe Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. I
0: think they're Thursday, Friday. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. They used to be open later too. They also uh, close yeah, a little earlier. Yeah, they was every night. Yeah, and they used to be open until two a.m. But yeah. now it's open until like till midnight. Midnight.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. I, I'm hoping it comes back. That's I, one of my favorite places. Yeah,
1: me too. And then, and another nice thing about they feed me two meals a day in that place. <laughs> I, or, although it is institutional food, <laughs> by golly, it fills up the little hole right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't have to think about it, which I'm sure yeah. is nice. You just know you got food waiting yeah. for you.
1: So anyway that helps and uh, on a good note there's 144 folks that live in that building and we had no uh uh covid uh, uh casualties casualties in that building
0: that's incredible that's really incredible
1: Is and that- it's all old people Hell, I'm old. I know. So they did a good
0: job at COVID, yeah. basically, keeping uh, y'all safe. They
1: took our temperature going in, coming out, going in, coming out. They really didn't want us going anywhere. But they let us go to the Robert's and to the, right. down by the uh, Walgreens and stuff like that. But they didn't want us to. Yeah. But, and the thing of it is, that, uh, I, I, I have a wonderful, wonderful park right across the street from where I live. It's Ma- Washington, Washington? Washington Square. Washington Park. And uh, I used to go out there and take my little, and it's a nice big block. Mm-hmm. And so I got my exercise that way, but I could see a hell of a difference between uh, two years or two and a half years ago to now. I failed a little bit, but it's coming back.
0: Yeah. I think it's coming back. And I, like, I mean, it's inevitable. It's Everyone's going to start missing it more and more, I think. And they're going to start staying out a little later, and they're going to get more comfortable. And...
1: And I'm getting more guests coming in because, that you know, like...
0: People weren't traveling for a while. People weren't traveling. Yeah. And, uh... Well, I want to tell everyone how I know you. Because I know you from film. <laughs> so, I worked in film briefly, and Lowell has been in a few films from the same director, yeah. ben, ben Zeitlin. Um, and you were also in the Ross Brother films, huh?
1: Yeah. And I was also did... Uh, Cirque du Freak, it came out as Vampire's Assistant. All right. I also did I Love You, Philip Morris. That was with Jim oh, Carrey. yeah, it's a big and one. And I also did um, The Patriots, and I can't remember who the hell that was. So
0: you've been dabbling in film for a little minute now.
1: It was funny. Uh, right after Katrina, uh, down at the convention center, they had a uh, job fair. hmm I go by this place, and uh, how would you like to be in the movies? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And, okay, and about a year later, call me up to do Cirque du Freak. I worked on that 28 straight days.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I got about, oh, probably 15 seconds in the movie, but it was damn sure fun.
0: Oh, my, were you actually, like, background work for all 28 Mm -hmm. days? Mm -hmm. Wow. I'll have
1: to show you that picture they took. Oh, man, they dressed my dumb ass up and...
0: (laughs) We love dressing you up, Lowell. That's one of our favorite things. What's Lowell gonna wear in the movie? The last movie you wore a robe most of the time. <laughs>
1: you know what? When they put that uh, when they got put those clothes on me, this bitches were wore out. You know we wore that wore that I wore that thing for three solid months. Uh
0: huh. And yep.
1: it got to be nasty. The whole ass end was falling out of It was nasty the... <laughs> when they put it on
0: you. It was nasty when they put it on you, so it just got nasty. It just got
1: more and more worse.
0: So I was Lowell's acting coach on a movie called Wendy. I talk about it a lot on this podcast, actually. But um, that was how we met. And we were fast friends. We sat at a bar in Montserrat and drank. And we talked about.
1: You know what? What I got out of that. Who do you think Buzzo is?
0: Buzzo is the character. Yeah.
1: And I never even thought about that. Who the hell that was. But, you know, I read the script and all like that. I guess I'm just an old son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a good time and then we worked together for about 4 months yep. on that film and yep, sure it was did. so fun and you're you were always such a like the the life of the party. You're such a you're such a fun person to be around.
1: It's it's no need to be miserable.
0: <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> it's not fun. I don't know why people choose it all the time.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Do you want to tell the Hell's Gate story?
1: All right. <laughs> this place was Hell's Gate, and it was named appropriately. It was a big old thing out in the middle of the a Caribbean. A rock. A rock, and it was glass. <laughs>
0: it was like a sharp, Shattered,
1: sharp that's glass. That's
0: what it felt like. like cor- it was like we were filming on Coral Reef. Yes. Yeah.
1: And we're breaking for lunch, and I'm going in here. And all of a sudden, I tripped. I mean, it was treacherous it was treacherous yeah and all of a sudden i tripped and all i could see is my god i'm gonna be messed up forever and all, on then that. i i came to and i had a great old big face full of mary's breast uh-huh.
0: <laughs> i caught him with my boobs
1: yeah damn
0: and you always say the same line when you tell the story
1: that's how it happened but do
0: you remember the line you always say your punchline of the story every time
1: i thought i died and went to hell and i woke up in heaven yeah
0: (laughs) we were on hell's gate but i woke up in heaven (laughs) so i feel like you're somebody who's let opportunities just kind of follow you that's why you got into film you're just like this sounds like fun well you know my first wife
1: she needed a dedicated path Mm -hmm. i never had a dedicated path i i'm have to go this way or that way or that away or that. I'm, I have to go any which way. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You just try to. You make a decision. You do the best you can with it.
0: <laughs> what are some other weird things that living here has brought to you besides film work?
1: Um, I I retired way too early, <laughs> and then I went to work for a local coffee. Manufacturer.
0: Oh, yeah. You worked at the East, right? In the East?
1: N- no, down in Bywater.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And uh, I did uh, go fixing coffee machines, drink machines. A couple of days a week, I would uh, sling coffee in the city to the restaurants and stuff like that. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of fun. Uh, I did that for, oh, uh, I did it for a while, and then I quit and then can you come back and help us? Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got tired of that, I turned. I was retired, and then I got so tired of dealing with damn potholes and cars and shit like that. I got so sick and tired of it. Mm-hmm. And my wife, she said, uh, and I told her, I said, you know, there's a lot of people in this burg that does not have cars, and they seem to make it work. I'm going to give it a damn whirl. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Here yeah. again, I can go this way or that way or that way.
0: Right.
1: And you know what? I haven't missed it one damn iota. And I got myself a new electric tricycle, and I can get anywhere in this damn burg. And I, uh, RTA is 40 cents. I can get anywhere in this burg. And like I was telling Mary coming in here, time don't mean a damn thing to me. Nothing. <laughs> I don't give I I don't care if it takes an hour and a half to go ten blocks. I don't care. (laughs) It doesn't matter.
0: You're on your own timetable. Yeah, that's what's up. I think that must be what retirement is like. Like it's. It it
1: doesn't really. It just doesn't matter.
0: Right. You're gonna get there when you get there. When I get there. That makes sense.
1: Now, if I have to, uh, if I have to be somewhere at a certain time, I, uh, I do an Uber. a cab or something like that. Then I find my way back on some other way
0: Yeah, I talk to a lot of people who don't have cars in this city because growing up here Socially everyone got a car when you turned oh, yeah. 16. we well, not not everyone but you know kids had cars I had a car in high school Me too. A, a lot of kids have cars in high school And then I've met a lot of people over the years that have moved here who've never had cars just never had a car and I was always thinking like how? How is that possible? You know? But people make it work all the time in the city.
1: My first wife, uh, we got married. Matter of fact, my folks, my pop was a Mennonite minister. I don't know if you know. Somewhat similar features, non, uh, different, ha- uh, longer hair from Amish. And I married a Catholic girl from Queens, New York, College Point. And we were living in North Carolina, so working for the phone I want to go see my pop and mom. All right. So we going up to 95. Where do we get off? I don't know. What do you mean you don't <laughs> know? Well, I've never driven in New York.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So, she, oh, here's the Holland Tunnel. Get off here. Uh, okay, now what? I don't know. Ask that policeman over <gasps> there. I, I, I said, where do I ask where I'm going? She said, this LaGuardia, because it's close to LaGuardia. So I I said, how far, which way to LaGuardia? Up that way, 158 blocks. (laughs) I was wanting to kill this hussy. (laughs) And you know what, the thing that broke it all up and whatever street that was, I mean, cars jam packed from here to there and yon. And there was a dude on a bicycle doing this. I almost cracked the hell up from that that time on I was okay.
0: Listen, one time I got stuck on the George Washington Bridge in New York City in rush hour oh. and I peed in a bottle four times because I was stuck on that bridge for like two or three hours.
1: Man, when I uh Whew. when I when when we got finally got to her pop's house, he said, How long did it take you to get her Long, oh, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it was. Yeah. He said, oh, man, you made good time. Oh, <laughs> by the way, you should have took the George Washington uh, Bridge to the Cross Bronx pra- Cross Bronx Expressway to the Whitestone Bridge, and we're right there. And after that, it was so damn easy.
0: Yeah, you learned it. You learned the way after that. Yeah, I mean, I get how people in New York don't have cars because they have great public transit. And you know what? You're in a good spot, too, for public transit. We were talking about this because yeah. you live right off of Main Street. Yeah, yeah. And that's the best-case scenario for people who really depend on public transit yeah
1: i i have to walk a half a block
0: yeah and you're right there on a lesion
1: a half for a sure. block man and i could get anywhere like you say it anywhere and it's works for me
0: hell yeah um well we're gonna take a quick little break and we'll be right back all right yay hello it's your host mary jacobs i'm sitting here with My producer Carrie Mulder, and we are so excited to be bringing you Planet Nola. This episode and every episode, we really believe in this podcast Mm -hmm. and the work it's doing in New Orleans to build community, to reach out to people, um, and we really love what we do. Yeah, we love our guests, we love our audience, our listeners, we love each other. It's just a big love fest So if you love this podcast And you believe in what we're doing It would mean the world to us If you considered subscribing to our Patreon We've just launched it The lowest tier is $5 Mm -hmm. And we are just really trying to get this podcast To pay for itself a little bit Mm -hmm. um, Maybe support ourselves just a little bit more Mm -hmm. We're both creative people who have a lot of projects And this is a big one in our lives So if you love it as much as we love it um, it would mean the world to us if you considered subscribing. There is bonus content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. It takes a deep dive into the episode, kind of circle back to some of the topics. They've been fun. Yeah, super we basically fun. record with the guests as soon as we're done their episode and do a more candid version of their podcast. Mm-hmm. It's shorter, but it's more self-effacing, and it feels like just real, real. Yeah, you know? it's it's BTS behind the scenes. It's the BTS. So if you want more Planet Nola content, you could subscribe to our Patreon and mm-hmm. get it. It would mean so much to us. So, okay, we'll let you go back to your episode now, but please okay. consider. Thank you. Bye. This episode of Planet NOLA is brought to you by Vitality Community Fitness. Vitality is a functional training gym located in Metairie, Louisiana. And at Vitality, we focus on members as individuals. That's right. We don't want people together. We don't assume that everybody has the same goals when they step into our gym. We also don't push things like body ideals or diet culture. We try to focus on the full person. And we try to give an experience that matches that. We've got incredible coaches. We've got an incredible community. And if you're looking for a place to call your new gym home consider checking us out. We offer a three free class trial. That's right. Literally no commitment. You can try three of our classes in a week to see if our gym is for you because ultimately we want people who want to be there. And if it sounds like this might be the space for you, please consider checking us out. You can go to vitalitycommunityfitness.com, click the contact button and get started. Hello and welcome back to Planet Nola. I'm still here with my buddy Lowell. We've been talking about living on frenchman street and how wonderful it is his little personal story of how he got here and where he came from and i asked him if he would be willing to tell us his love story so i never got to meet mama joe but i know of mama joe because you've told me so much about her ben has told me so much about her and i know you have a great love story and i would love to i would love if you shared it with more people so if you want to share it
1: boy i tell you what i i've been i was married three times the first two uh, they are what they are and um, I had no intentions of hooking up again none well Mama Joe, we met the day before 9-11 and she worked for Pete fountain and she did she knew everybody in this city and everyone knew her well we got married uh, about uh in may and along come katrina we had lived together from 9 11 to uh, katrina uh, katrina and we had gotten married and uh, we spent some time up in fredericksburg with her daughter uh, a couple months three months and uh, she came home we came home oh i I gotta get to work. I gotta do something. I can't sit here anymore. So she went to work at Bufa's. It's a bar oh. there, in, right at the corner, Esplanade Burgundy, I believe. Yeah. And uh, these chilling from New York came in Zeitlin and Genvy <laughs> and Michael uh, Gottwald and she fed them with love. She did everything with love to the people. And they were doing a film called Glory at Sea.
0: And they fell in love with her.
1: And they fell because in love with her. they talk
0: about her all the time.
1: And no, I got a job. I don't need to do that
0: So did they offer her a part in Glory yeah, at Sea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And uh The thing I remember most, they started uh, filming it in the winter. Hmm. And it was out somewhere in the water out there, some damn where. Mm -hmm. And uh, they started refilming in the summer. I'm telling you, they came in shorts, before they had jackets and all that kind of stuff on, and then when it come to find, she said, don't you folks know anything about continuity? And she chewed sight lens up this side and down the other side. Because well,
0: y'all didn't have continuity from when you shot in the winter?
1: No, none. <laughs> and so she made everyone go back and get their winter clothes. Uh-uh. It was in the summertime. And I had about a part about that big in that thing. I was to save her from drowning in a pool out there and somewhere in Gentilly, I think it was. Oh,
0: that's so funny.
1: And then... uh she was supposed to be Mama Joe and Gloria See, About a week prior to the beginning of that film, she fell and broke her hip. All done dancing. So that's when they got Pam.
0: Right, Pam.
1: And uh, uh, Beast of the Southern Wild did really, really well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, really well. Yeah. And, uh, uh, she left the day before they opened up the New World Trade Center, so that's how long we were together. Wow. But I'm telling you, I struck out twice and hit a grand slam.
0: <laughs> this
1: last at bat.
0: It's so sweet. Did you used to go hang out at Bufa's with her when she was working? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you still hang out at Bufa's? Yeah. Where do you like to go besides Bufa's?
1: I, I really like BJ's down in the Bywater. Oh,
0: I love BJ's.
1: I like, uh, uh, I like to go over to Iggy's.
0: Love Iggy's. You love a dive. Yeah. I love a dive too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm not much on that upper, cli- upper side of town. I'm not, just not up that much to that, because it's kind of like fitting a, a square hole, a round hole in a square peg or yeah, something. whatever. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You fit in with your people more at the dive. Yeah,
1: it's just, I feel better there. And, and you know when you're out drinking you want to feel where you're comfortable mm-hmm. and I like going out drinking
0: what do you think of the bar culture in New Orleans how does it feel for you
1: I tell you I haven't really got around to the bar scene since pandemic but I did enjoy the hell out of it I mean I really enjoyed it prior to that because you know you could go in and lay your money down you know I mean it was just a it was fun. Yeah. And damn it, I like to have fun.
0: Yeah, I feel like you've been a bar fly in a lot of places because we were talking about earlier like you've lived so many places because of your work.
1: The first when you try to find a place to live. I mean, I was telling Mary uh the first 7 years with the phone company, I had 27 different addresses. Yeah, that's why. And never knew anybody in where I was going. You know, so you go and you find yourself a bar hopefully couple of times I've been to dry places where, Oof. well, Franklin, North Carolina. Silva was 30 miles up that way to get beer. Somewhere in Georgia was another 20 miles to get whiskey, and then you know, I got stuck in place. And also, at that time in the late 60s, <coughs> excuse me, uh, they had places in Carolina where bring your own bottle. What the <laughs> hell do you mean you can bring your bottle into the bar? Are you? Yeah, you can do that. All you have to do is buy your Coca-Cola or your Sprite or whoever it is, whatever they were serving. I could, that, and you know, everybody has their uh, little issues and the little, little uh, uh, things that are, are for that community that are unique to that community. I was working in Hickory, North Carolina, and I rented, my wife and I rented this trailer out in, Camilla somewhere, and there was a little creek that went by it. And that Sunday morning, I went down there and I met this old gentleman, and he said, "You go down there and see my turtles." No. Well, come down. And let me show you my turtles. I mean, he had this thing about as big as your room. He had a little pond, and that sucker was full of turtles. On the way back up, where are you from? I'm, five shit all over the place. And he said, "I've never been out of Catawba County, and I don't have any. I, uh, I don't have any plans to go anywhere else. And you know, there's people that's like that as well." Yeah, it's,
0: I can't imagine that.
1: Like, I Me mean, either. But
0: to be fair, I am still living where I'm from. I live on the same property, but where I'm from is different. New Orleans. <laughs> When people tell me they don't leave their tiny towns wherever they are, I'm like, I sort of understand it because I did the same thing, but I also don't understand it because I'm doing it in a city that has like endless, endless opportunity, like anything I'd want to do, I could do here. But in other places, that's not necessarily true. You're
1: really limited. And and that's one of the great things about New Orleans is, uh, you know, it's just a melting pot of folks. and we all seem to get along I know there's crime and there's murders and stuff like that but by and large we try to get along with each other it's so
0: true and like it's you'll go to other cities and
1: If you don't feel like I do, I don't like you. I don't want that. And and it's not
0: like that Yeah, and they feel really like segregated. Like it feels like this is where white people go and this is where black people go. And and it's it's, not like
1: that here. No,
0: it's not. You can actually be in a bar here and there's a blend of people. And it doesn't
1: matter if you're Presbyterian, Catholic, or Jewish, or...
0: It's a good vibe. I mean, it's my favorite place, at Mine, least. too. Mine, too. <laughs> Have you... Do you feel like in the years... You know, you've been here since 20, uh, 2000, so that's 22 years living here, yes. right? Um, do you feel in that time New Orleans has evolved? And, like, in what ways do you feel like it's the same? Or do you feel like there's... I mean, I think, obviously, it's changed. Everything changes yeah, over time. Yeah, it, it has changed. What me. are some things that you've taken notice of over those years?
1: Uh, one of the things that impacts me prior to katrina we had no bike paths brad pitt he uh, right after katrina he got the bike paths done on from uh, Leeson fields down to poland mm-hmm. both sides the first bike paths that we had into this city and since then we have over a hundred miles of bike paths
0: I know and Freddie King on the city council has pushed an initiative to get rid of the bollards that protects the bike paths because he is so inconvenienced by where he can park his car he's has this whole initiative hell you can't park your car anywhere in the city anyway exactly and it's like the people that are on bikes are people that are vulnerable it's older people it's people that can't drive cars it's people who need bike lanes to be safe yeah it's yeah. Listen, I agree. I'm so happy there are more bike lanes, but then there's this horrible person representing our city who is t- trying to take them away. And it's like you're the people you're affecting need these things. Your car will get you around no matter what, like, and you'll be safe in your steel cage. But people on bikes. Sorry, I'm ranting, but this just happened this week, so I'm like, mm, I'm so mad at Freddie King Jr. or whatever his name is. Maybe he's like the third or something, but whatever. Whatever. It's a shame because those bike lanes. You, the fact that you just brought them up. It's like yes, people love those bike lanes,
1: and they're used.
0: Mm-hmm. They're and used. the ones on Elysian are protected now because of the line yeah. of cars, yeah. which is how they do it in European countries. Yes. They make a the parking is between the bikes and the street, and it, it's proven to keep people from being killed. It
1: is, it is. Yes, it is. It's that's one of the that's one of the changes I see that I re, and it affects me. You know, yes. maybe if I if it wouldn't affect me, it wouldn't have mattered that much. But by golly, it matters to me.
0: Hell yeah. I love to hear and that. And
1: then they made the Lafitte Greenway. Have you been up on that? Oh,
0: it's so nice. And it gets you straight across town like, heck yeah. Yeah. And also
1: another thing about New Orleans. I used to always think I was pretty damn good with north, south, east, and west <laughs> until I got to New Orleans. No, Yeah. North Carrollton and South Carrollton don't mean Jack Doolam. It and it doesn't matter. It it's all just a bunch of pluey. <laughs> you know, and um and, uh, you know, I tried for a little while to get north, south, east, and west down. Mm-hmm. I gave the hell up because I don't care anymore.
0: Yeah. And no <laughs> one's going to tell you that anyway. They're going to tell you by the, R- river, river, by the, or
1: the river or the uh, uh, yeah, lake. lake. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to give you north, south, east,
0: no, and west. No, That's not going to happen. No. Unless they're talking about the west bank or the east.
1: Yeah, And on the, going over to the west bank, you're going directly east.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Isn't that crazy ass?
0: <laughs> Is it east, really?
1: Yeah. Oh and you, you get on there and you look at your, if you go over there uh, and look at your uh, uh, compass, compass, and it, you're going directly. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck?
0: So you feel like the bike lanes are one. I mean, I agree. I love the bike infrastructure. I'm so excited there's more of it.
1: Oh yeah, I use that, and I love that one. I love that uh, Lafitte Greenway, and they have made really nice changes on that as well. It's
0: beautiful, and there's all those little stores and and coffee they made, shops. and they've
1: made playgrounds in there for the kids.
0: Oh, I love that!
1: Yeah. I love
0: that. I don't go down there. That I, often. I see,
1: I see kids in there playing b ball, uh, you know, and it's it's. I think it's great, man.
0: It feels like they the city has has <coughs> uh, it. It does feel like in those moments that they're prioritizing us in a nice way. It's like, yes, can we get more of this? Can we get more of this? I want more. I want more parks. I want more bike paths. I want more community spaces where people can gather.
1: Yeah. And like, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing.
0: Do you feel like you've noticed any other things? Uh, evolving or changing? Or, do you miss anything? Has anything gone away that you're like, hey, we used to have this?
1: Uh, the music every day uh, yeah. I miss that that's uh, the COVID, the COVID yeah, did the that the COVID did that thing uh, and it was out of every, everyone's hand and you know I really it, noticed it affa- the music. it affected, it didn't have any uh, 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 it affected everyone mm-hmm. I mean just like Katrina it yep. affected everyone
0: Yep, and everybody's still dealing with it and a lot of people don't even realize how they're still dealing with it
1: I know it I mean, I've had uh, on during uh, Katrina, I had uh, three close friends that uh, left us, and which is sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, during COVID, I've had about four folks that I know quite well left us I'm over, so over that. Uh, and but one monkey don't stop the show either.
0: <laughs> one monkey don't stop the show. You're right, Lowell. That is the <laughs> truest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, you just said something that I wanted to. Oh no, I was gonna complain about. I was, you know what? I don't. What I miss right now, and I blame COVID. And Ben and I talk about this all the time. There are like no. And if you're listening, and you're like, I want to take this. There are like no late night food options anymore. Like hardly any. So like if you're out past ten o'clock. Which,
1: You're SOL.
0: Yeah, which everyone is out past 10 o'clock. Yeah. And it's like if there was more late night food, maybe more people would stay out. Yeah. And like you get drunk, you eat, you keep going. Yeah. Like that was our
1: thing. Yeah, when uh, Jeans closed. Oh, God. Jeans Po Boy. I missed that place. <sighs>
0: I miss that place so much, Lowell. It makes me so sad because they had the only banana daiquiri in town for a while. And Melba's used to have a banana daiquiri. And I don't know what they did, but they took it. It hasn't been there the past couple of times. And I love banana daiquiris. <laughs> and I miss banana daiquiris, Lol. And what's even? Oh no! Baldwin's did open up. There's a bookstore there now. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's nice. But the jeans, I the main been in jeans. There yet. Me neither. But the main jeans is not anything yet. I don't. No, think.
1: No, they uh, they just uh, painted it from its pink, and they're going to put condos in that place.
0: Oh, condos. Isn't that sad? Condos. Yeah, that's hey, sad. Condos gonna... that inevitably are going to wind up on Airbnb and other yep. short-term rental sites. Condos that are going to be like second homes for people. It's, it, it's sad. And jeans was such a, well, did you see they painted that white and then they painted the building, the beauty supply store across from that white. And then they painted the, the big warehouse that was on Franklin and Elysian white, these warehouses that were covered in beautiful murals, not just graffiti. They had murals on them. They painted them completely
1: white. In the local rag this morning, they had a uh, fr- oh, Frankie and Johnny's. Remember that furniture uh-huh. store down in yeah, St. Claude? Yeah, yeah, That had the murals on it. That's
0: the one I'm talking about. Yes, the Frankie and Johnny's. Yes. Yeah.
1: And they they painted, painted it white. It, yep.
0: Yeah, and then somebody I drove around today to get you, somebody had taken and they had written like pink, keep New Orleans pink because I think jeans used to be pink. Yeah. So they wrote that on all the big white buildings. The thing is, is <coughs> you paint it white, it's just going to get tagged. It's going to get tagged and tagged and tagged. It will be tagged every night. Just keep the mural because at least when there's like a beautiful mural, people that tag, they usually don't mess with they it. They don't mess with yeah, it. Yeah, usually. I mean, sometimes people will, but for the most part people respect murals that like, you know, whatever. Painting it white makes it worse. <laughs> it makes an empty canvas for people to just do whatever I su- they want.
1: That's why I, I don't like white sheets on my bed. It <laughs> makes me feel like I died, man, <laughs> when I wake up in white sheets. I don't do that. No. Hell, no.
0: Yeah, I don't do it because I can't keep them clean, but don't tell anybody that, okay?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I uh, won't. I won't. My miss. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, Lowell, you this is where you're going to be forever, huh? You're not going anywhere?
1: Nah, 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 nah. Uh I'm good. I'm I'm good.
0: Yeah, you're not going anywhere. This is it. And you've been so many places, so you definitely know.
1: I lived all over, uh, you know, San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles, Big Denver, cities. Atlanta, uh Muskegon, Michigan, Austin, the Phoenix, uh Pella, Iowa, uh, you know, all kinds Everywhere. of Everywhere. This yeah. is
0: the place for you.
1: And you learn something from everywhere. That's you learn something from everywhere.
0: And now you brought it here, and I appreciate that.
1: It's it's just interesting. And my pop and I farmed a 65-acre farm with two teams of horses <laughs> my first 18 years. And I begged him for a tractor. Come on, our neighbors had them 78, 90 John Deere's that they could get done. In three hours, what it took me, three uh, weeks to do. Oof. And I'd whine and bitch and complain, and he had a canned answer. We're going to have Christmas on the same day, and by golly, we did. Yeah. And uh, we had 40 cow, forty beef cows, four or five sows, breeder chickens, breeder turkeys, and everything was always hungry, and we raised a feed for everything with two teams of horses. By God, it can be done.
0: You raised the feed for all of those animals? All of that stuff. All of it. That's so wild. You were a farm boy, Lord. Oh, man,
1: I tell you. And uh, I was, like I say, I whine all the time, but they his canned answer, we're going to have Christmas on the same day. And we did. So
0: that's all that matters. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask yes a lot on the podcast, and it goes like this. If somebody tomorrow was like, here is $10 million, and you can use it for something for your city that you think your city could really benefit from, a huge project, what, do you, what would you do for the city? What would you invest that money in?
1: I asked my daughter the same thing. My daughter works for the Child Protective Services in Los Angeles. And my thoughts were always, you can't buy as good a child care as you can provide, but that's not true. I also thought a bicycle was a bicycle was a bicycle that's not true either. <laughs> I would try to find a way to put somewhere for foster children mm. that's what we would I would try to set up a place for foster children
0: like a like a safe space like a safe, home safe, yep, or, a home uh, yeah, for foster children with extracurriculars and stuff yes. like when you say bikes i'm like i'm that's, thinking
1: that's that's, that's that's i think what i would do because i don't need any money
0: yeah well the idea is that it's something that will make the city better and i mean taking care of children they are the people that make the city they're our next generation you know so a lot I, of people I, say kid stuff
1: you know and you know, uh, the parents that I had, when I first learned to read, my pop would make me read the first page, of, front page of the newspaper. That's all you had to read. <laughs> and pretty soon, they was obituaries, and pretty soon I found a sports section. <laughs> and every now and again, he'd say, oh, by the way, read that to me. The front page. That's all he ever required me to do was read the front page. I'd be reading something, what do you think of that?
0: Wow, so he was making you into like a little socially aware and a reader. Yep, and And a speaker. Yeah.
1: So, and for that, um, thank God.
0: It's really beautiful. It's beautiful that he asked what you thought, too. Like I feel like people don't ask kids what they think, and I'm always ready to listen to a kid, you know?
1: You can, burn, you can learn a heck of a lot more About everything of listening And instead of running your damn mouth
0: <laughs> I could take that note I could take that note <laughs> I'm a big talker
1: I didn't mean that No
0: I, I know Well you're a big talker too We're both big yeah, talkers Yeah. yeah. Um, okay so here's the This is the question that everybody gets asked last And it, um, it basically goes like this I like to You know what the podcast is You're on the podcast I talk to just Cool people, they don't need to be big deals, just somebody you think is cool. Who comes to mind when I ask you that question?
1: Well, one of them has passed. It was my friend T, he was the doorman from Vaughn's oh, Kermit.
0: Oh, really?
1: And he passed during the filming of Gloria uh, uh, Beasts as of right now
0: tell me about him a little bit
1: he was a well educated man and a considerate and he was by far we used to go out and we'd start up at Miss Mays we'd go rambling twice a week maybe we'd start at Miss Mays and we always tried to hit another bar a different bar and we'll work our way down to BJ's because that's the part of the town I lived in and we lived in. Uh, Katrina came along and, <clears throat> you know, I, Joe and I walked up through and, you know, the 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 thing of it was is we walked behind the, the St. Louis and there was trees down everywhere and Touchdown Jesus was standing there loud and proud. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened to it. And we got, I got home, oh, and Robear's there at the corner, the same where it still is. They, okay, opened up the doors, and it was dark as a, a pile of black cats in there. And we go in there and uh, take it, just don't destroy things. I knew always, I knew where the Miller High Life was. I go in there Wait, and Wait, are
0: you telling me about how you looted after Katrina? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But it, it was it, it was okay. They okayed it. Well,
0: yeah, of course it was okay. That's the other thing is they acted like it was and some big deal when people were stealing food and beer. I'm glad you stole that food and beer.
1: Anyway, it's kind of like carrying, stealing more than you can carry. <laughs> a two uh, two uh, 12 packs of beer, I mean, hell, that gets heavy after yeah. a while. And i got another 15 blocks to walk. No, 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 no. But it was still kind of somewhat cold. Man, I gave away... Most of it by the time I got home.
0: That's so funny. And
1: anyway, uh, we didn't have any uh, uh, electricity. Okay, I can make, I can make do with that. We had gas and we had water. Next morning that sucker was turned off. And uh, I started walking down the street and T said, uh, what are you doing? I guess I'm leaving. He said, can I go with you? He and his squeeze, sure. He lived in Holly Springs, he was Hollywood. raised in Holly Springs. And I had a friend that had a, a cabin over on, a place on uh, Moon Lake. So we went up there for a couple of days. It was over Labor Day, mm-hmm. and his mama was having a great old big uh, shindig. So we went to Holly Springs. I said, well, you know, it's not very much room for me here. Uh, we got in touch with my, uh, joe's daughter in fredericksburg can we come up sure and so we went up there and stayed for three months and
0: so your buddy evacuated with you is what yeah, you're saying yeah. well you got to be good friends with somebody to evacuate yeah. with them
1: so anyway and uh right now i don't know of anyone right off the top of my head i know yeah. i don't know anybody uh you know, I have acquaintances, uh, not any close friends, but I have acquaintances, Pam. Yeah. Uh, and she introduced me to uh, folks down in the bio. I get my shrimp and my crabs mm-hmm. and my, for like nothing. Yeah. And oysters and all that kinds of out. stuff. Um, and he is what he is, what he is. He was, he's born and raised in that bio, and that's what he does for a living. Are
0: you talking about Bert? Brian. Brian, okay. Brian. All right.
1: And uh, just a hell of a good friend, and uh, but in uh, and Bobby, the dude from the coffee shop, he and I still get together, talk, laugh, tell stories, and this and that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people from the neighborhood, you know, I see them, talk to them, but
0: well, you know who I've never had on the podcast, Ben. I've not had him yet. <coughs> I will. I will eventually have him. I had Levy on, and Levy was like, "You should have Ben on." <laughs> I was like, nah, "I know. I should have him on. I'm gonna get him at one point."
1: And uh, Eliza.
0: Eliza, but she doesn't live here anymore.
1: Yeah, but she comes down for. Uh, she was down for Mardi Gras. You know Yeah, what? she is in town. You know she. Uh, wanted to go out over mardi gras I said, nah man i ain't walking i can't walk that damn far thought, oh
0: yeah i was with you this mardi gras <laughs>
1: <I> remember <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and she made this thing with a with a chair on on a on a wagon it was
0: a chair on a wagon and we rolled you around the fridge the whole quarter.
1: damn quarter that was so much damn gone fun oh my was that That fun. was really
0: fun i remember because levy and i we were like the only ones sober enough to get directions (laughs) because everybody, we were pulling you in a wagon and everybody was all messed up and they were like, well, we got to go back to where you live, the other side of the quarter. But we were way deep by Down yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, And they, the transplants, they all wanted to go towards bourbon. And me and Levy were like, no, we can't bring Lowell in a wagon down bourbon. No, this ain't <laughs>
1: going to work at all.
0: So we made everybody go down royal. I, I remember that moment so well where Levy and I were like, it was because it was like a crew of like 10 of us. you know." We were like, everyone turn around. And you were in a wagon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> drinking was, like <laughs> yep and what's what's not more what's more better than to have a and be in an easy chair being pulled by two fine ladies or
0: it was a crew of, it was a crew of people uh, pulling through, you yeah it was the low parade and
1: uh and uh, uh uh cooler full of beer on the right there oh yeah. it was way cool it was way cool it was
0: a good mardi gras way cool it was a good mardi gras we should do it again this year yep Well, Lowell, this has been so lovely. My pleasure. I'm so grateful for you for coming in all the way to Gentilly to record my little podcast. All the way to Gentilly. All All the way way. to Gentilly.
1: Sound like it was New York City or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Planet Nola. This has been my buddy Lowell Landis. He's the best, and I'm so grateful to him for being here. Y'all be in touch. Bye. Thank you again to this episode's guest. Planet Nola is produced by Carrie Mulder and Mary Jacobs. If you liked what you heard here, please consider subscribing to us on YouTube or all your social media platforms and pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Also, if you really, really liked this episode, think about subscribing to our Patreon where we have tons of bonus content from this episode and more. Starts at just $5 a month and it would mean the world to us. Thanks so much, y'all, and be in touch.